Well, it's a pleasure to have you all here today. And, you know, Ash Wednesday is one of the random days where people don't seem to know this is not a holy day obligation. So it's a little bit strange to me that you don't have to be here and you're going to leave with dirt on your foreheads. So um, it's a little bit strange to me, but hey, we're here, so let's, let's, let's run with this. So I want to say thank you for being here. This will be my last Lenten journey with you all. It's, been, it's my third year here, um, and it's been an absolute pleasure to be here with you all. In our gospel reading today, it's pretty clear that the Lord is inviting us to a more secret and hidden life with Jesus. He's just saying, I want you to have a more hidden life with my Son, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. And it's interesting because if you've ever kept a secret with somebody, as soon as the cat is out the bag, so to speak, all that intimacy, all that secrecy, the healthy secrecy, of course, is gone. And the Lord is calling us to live a more hidden life and to have a prayer life. Now, I've heard of these communities, not this one, of course, but these other communities where people don't pray every day, which seems a little bit strange, doesn't it? Not this community, of course, but other communities. And I think Lent, this Lent, it's just a simple opportunity to learn how to pray and to know there's not a perfect way, there's not a best way to pray. I think the opportunity, the invitation from Jesus is just pray. And don't worry about the opinions of others. Don't worry about other things about you. Don't worry about your past. Move forward. Because in our responsorial psalm today, for those of us who know the story of David, he just committed adultery with Bathsheba, so he cheated in his marriage. Never met anybody who's done that before. And then, out of his cowardice, he gets Bathsheba's husband drunk. Never met anybody who's been drunk before. And then, he takes her husband and goes out to war. And then David says, pull back and leave him there. And he's killed. And when David comes to repentance, comes to turn his heart over to God, these are the words he speaks because he's so sorry because he realized what he did and how much it offended God, but also he had to take himself into the upper room and just be real with the Lord. This is what Psalm 51 said today, and sometimes to hear it twice helps. David says, Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness, in your greatness, in the greatness of your compassion. Wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. You can tell he's truly sorry. And then he says, Create a clean heart for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and from your Holy Spirit take not from me. And then he says, Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. David knew that his God was merciful. And he knew that he had to pray and go into that upper room and be real with his Lord and not worry about the opinions of others. Could you imagine what people were saying about King David? Adulterer, murderer, 
lazy, coward. But no, he had to get rid of all of that. Because our God will call us by our name, but he knows our sins. Only the evil one will call you by your sins without calling you by your name. And how does our invitation to prayer work? It works by setting a time each day. Pope Benedict, Emeritus Benedict XVI, he says that each one of us needs time and a space for recollection, meditation, and calmness. He says that thanks be to God that this is indeed the fact that we are not made for work alone, but also we're made to think, to reflect, or even simply follow with our minds and our hearts a tale of love, a story in which to immerse ourselves, in a certain sense to lose ourselves, to find ourselves subsequently enriched. Further on, Pope Benedict says that making time for God regularly is a fundamental element of spiritual growth. It will be the Lord himself who gives us a taste for his mysteries, his words, his presence and action, for feeling how beautiful it is when God speaks with us. He will enable us to understand more deeply what he expects of me. So maybe just think about your day-to-day interactions. And when are you most receptive? When are you most awake? Some people in here are night owls and some people here are early birds. And when are you most uninterrupted? When are you most clear? And what time is most consistently open for you? And maybe as we enter into Lenten season, ask yourself, might any of my commitments need to be sacrificed or reprioritized in order to meet my commitments to God? And can you just give God five or 10 or 15 minutes a day in prayer? Did you know that 10 10 minutes a day is not even 1% of the day? And my fear as a priest is that people, not here of course, but other churches, other areas, they've never really invited God into the upper room of their heart. They've never given him permission, and they've never prayed to him in secret. Instead, not here of course, but in other areas, God has become more like a vending machine or a genie. And people only go to him when they need him. But not because they desire to to be with him and because they're created for him and they know that only he can love them perfectly. And that's why you see that sign to your right. It's for an app that's free for Lent. It's called Hallow, which means holy. This past weekend, from Leviticus, our reading said, Be holy as the Lord your God is holy. And our Lenten challenge to our community, and for me to all of you, my last year here is, can you spend 5, 10, or 15 minutes per day with God in the upper room of your heart? Can you do that? But I also, I want to give you a foretaste of kind of what the app is like if you actually use it to pray and to pray to your Father in secret. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to, when you typically, when they offer prayer in this app, and I've been using it for the past few weeks, is this, ask you to start taking some deep breaths. 
So I'm just going to ask you to do that. Where you're at, and if you want to close your eyes, you can, but just start taking some deep breaths. And just be. And just take some deep breaths. And what our Lord needs as we take these deep breaths, he needs permission to come in. We hear in Revelation 3.20, the Lord says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. And if you open the door, I will come in. So maybe just in the silence of your hearts, just give the Lord permission to come in. As you take those deep breaths, just listen to the words from our gospel today. When you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. As you continue to take deep breaths, I'm going to read that one more time. And just imagine the Lord speaking to you in secret. What do you need this Lent? Jesus says to you, when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you go to pray in your upper room, in your room, close the door and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That was barely three minutes. Could you give the Lord five tomorrow, and maybe 10 next week, and 15 the following week? And I guarantee you, if you download the app and take a chance, and there's, there's little cards at the end of your pews, you can look along the windowsills, there's, there's little handouts for you. I guarantee you, if you give the Lord your time, he'll change your life forever. And maybe you're weak like me. Like, I've been finding I need stuff like this just to survive. The best advice I can give you is just don't quit. If you miss a day, get back on the horse the next day. 
And maybe just by giving the Lord just 1%, 1% of your day, 1% of your time this Lent, you'll understand what that meant on the cross for you personally. To know what your sin cost Jesus. To know what your sin cost the Father. We're going to have ashes put on our foreheads in just a moment here. And that's just a reminder that you and I are all going to die someday. One and one die. And for some of us here, that's a very real reality. It's been, a, it's been a lot, maybe a rough couple of weeks, a, r- a, lot, a rough past year, or maybe the past five or ten years. It's just been difficult. And maybe the Lord is just inviting you this Lent to come to the upper room and talk to him about that broken heart of yours. And to know that your Father sees you and he hears you. But if we have all this noise in our world, it's hard to do. And maybe you're weak like me and you just need a little structure. And the one, and our biggest cheerleader who wants us to know the love of Jesus and the love of the Father is Our Lady. Often I think she gets forgotten during Lent. She was there at every major event of Jesus' life. But she's also there at the foot of the cross. Just praying. Would you look at what he did for you? Would you look at what my son did for you? Would you see how much he loves you, she says. And that's the only love that will satisfy your heart and my heart. That's perfect love. And the first epistle of John says that perfect love will cast out all fear. So I want to encourage you to not be afraid this Lent, to go deep and invite the Lord into the upper room of your heart, but give him permission to come in. Our Lord loves us so much that if you want him out, he will not come in. So let us ask Our Lady to pray for us this Lent, to have a life-changing Lent as we all pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.